This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. They've played 20 matches. They're currently seated on 16 points. Then there's Benny. They've played 21 matches at number 19. They, they are on 12 points. And lastly, the Sheffield United having played 20 matches. Seated uh, on nine points. I think it's not looking good. So they need to do better going forward. You know, really, really, when you look at it, uh, there's a lot uh, riding on uh, what happens also there in the EPL because a lot of people uh, take keen interest in developments uh, there. So uh, going forward in terms of the games, Mudiba, uh, this weekend, how are we expecting it to go going into next week as well? So the games are, I know EPL matches, but the matches mm. will resume on Tuesday. Where we've got Nottingham Forest up against Arsenal at half past seven. Then there's Fulham up against Everton uh, at half quarter to eight, as well as Luton up against Brighton. And there's Crystal Palace up against Sheffield United at eight o'clock. And also Aston Villa up against Newcastle at quarter past eight. So those matches will, take, will play on Tuesday, the 30th of January. And on the 31st on Wednesday, we do have Man City up against Burnley. And then there's Tottenham Bay up against Renford. And Lastly, Liverpool up against Chelsea. It's a big game, and let's see who will definitely be the winner because Liverpool are currently at the top, and the Manchester City, as well as Arsenal, are pressing behind the neck, not forgetting Aston Villa as well. Yeah, no, Tuesday, then everyone will have to uh, just open their eyes, open their ears, and just, uh, yeah, be weary of the opportunities uh, that exist within EPN in terms of the games, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the games that really lie ahead. I want us to then, Mudiba, look at a bet way. I mean, we spoke a bit there around the under 19, but I, I don't remember us really talking about a bet way. I want us to get the results uh, on bet way and what happens there. I know Lucas touched on it, uh, you know, on the open line there when he was speaking to us. Uh, But let's look at really what is happening here. Uh, I know orchards and onions, uh, when when you look at what is happening, it's it's always been a little bit of a tricky situation in terms of how things work here. There are also issues of sponsorship that will have to come into play. Give us a sense of how uh, things are faring here. Betway, SA20 and their standings here. Most definitely. So I'll start with the matches that played on Monday at George Park. There there was a Pretoria Capitals up against Sunrisers Eastern Cape, the defending champions there. So where Pretoria Capitals posted the 52 runs after 15.3 overs and the Sunrise Eastern Cape recorded the 51 runs there per one weekend there after 6.5 overs. I think uh, Sunrise Eastern Cape managed to win that one by nine weekends. And on Tuesday, there was a game between the Ben Super Giants up against MI Cape Town. The Ben Super Giants posted 157 runs per six weekends after 20 overs, with MI Cape Town having posted 121 runs per nine weekends after 20 overs. So the Ben Super Giants winning that one by 36 runs. I think they did well in that game there. So, and also on Wednesday, we saw uh, Pal Royals. Uh, Playing up against Jubek Super Kings, they visited Jubek Super Kings, and uh, we saw in that game uh, Jubek Super Kings posted 168 runs per three wickets after 20 overs, and with Pal Royals even posted 171 per five wickets after 20 overs. So the very same Pal Royals, as you know, the top of the lock currently, they're doing well, winning that one by five wickets. So on Thursday, yesterday, we saw Pretoria Capitals. Uh, hosted uh, Sunrise Eastern Cape, the defending champions, and uh, we saw uh, the same Sunrise Eastern Cape posted 122, 22, I should say, per nine runs, and also Pretoria Capitals 
managed to post uh, 125 runs after 18.3 overs there with Sunrise and keeping posted 122 per nine runs after 20 overs and then Pretoria Capitals winning that one by three runs so it was just happening and the, in terms of the standings there currently uh, Pal Royals are rooted first with 22 points having all the teams have played six matches followed by Devon Super Giants there on 18 points the Sunrisers Eastern Cape Defending Champions at number three on 15 points and there's MI Cape Town at number four on nine points. There's Pretoria Capitals at number five on eight points. And lastly, Jobek Super Kings at number six on, I mean, at number six, yes, on six points. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they need to start pulling up themselves. They only won one match. So, it's going to be interesting. And in terms of the fixtures that to look forward to today, yeah. there's Pal Royals up against the Devon Super Giants at the Pal, they have past five kickoff. And then tomorrow, the Sunrise is going to keep the defending champions up against MI Cape Town at the half past one there in Kebeha. There's Pretoria Capitals up against the Jubek Super Kings at Chinchurion, half past five kickoff. And then on Sunday, we've got the Devon Super Giants against the Pal Royals at half past three in Deben. So it's going to be interesting. Let's hope the, the rain doesn't play a factor because mm-hmm. sometimes there's too much disruption. So hopefully, if it can rain, some of the fans will definitely be refunded because it's not like other matches where uh, you are being awarded a point, uh, a piece for both sides. But with this Betways SA20, you are only uh, game will be postponed and play come and play yeah no uh, let's wait and see how then those games go but uh, like you said uh, we're hoping that the weather doesn't actually play a part in terms of uh, just dampening the spirit and taking away from uh, the game so i want us to then Mudiba, move into a cricket uh, go into that particular space uh, but speak the t20 international group stages and really the countdown remember that me and you started yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that countdown i want us to also just go back <laughs> there and get a sense of where are are we in this particular countdown? Let's talk cricket. Yes, indeed. Last week when we were, go, we were going live there, we were left with 133 runs to mm. go. So currently we are left with 126. Mm. So if I can confirm, yes, to go. If I can confirm the groups once again, yes, in Group A, we've got India, Pakistan, Ireland, Canada, as well as United States of America. So in Group B, we've got the England, Australia, Namibia, Scotland and Omen, so the Namibia is the only African team, so with us in South Africa, so we need to do well going forward. In Group C, we've got New Zealand, the West Indies, Afghanistan, Uganda, as well as Papua New Guinea there, and in the last group is us, South Africa, Sri Lanka, Netherlands, the one that defeated at the World Cup, so we need to do better going forward, Bangladesh, as well as Nepal, so it's going to be interesting, let's wait and see how the pen-up will come June the 1st as we will be kick-starting at the same United States, uh, which is hosting this wonderful uh, T20 World Cup. Mm, yeah, no, uh, there's a lot really riding in terms of how then one can expect things to go in this particular regard. Uh, because really, when you look at it, they, we see a lot happening around uh, 10 of the 20 teams that will play in their first match of the 29-day tournament in the USA. Mm. Remember that we spoke about uh, the breakdown in terms of how things are going to go in this particular regard. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed indeed. So it's all about teams to preparing themselves. I think uh, as one of our colleagues he has stated that mm-hmm. the SA Betway and under 19 cricket came at the right time. So yeah. some of the players will be raising their, their hands, hopefully, especially with the SA Betway 20. So I've seen players who are experienced, the international ones who have been playing regularly. So doing ever so well. So hopefully they'll bring that confidence into the T20 when it comes in June. So as we are still going to play some T20s, friendlies, ODIs, yeah. 
I think we will be ready by the time this World Cup comes in, as long as we don't choke, because South Africa are known for choking where it matters most. Yeah, no, uh, England and Australia are still the two teams to look out for. Hey, those are very dangerous, especially Australia. You get how they won the World Cup, especially the ODI yeah. that we had last year. So where they, they surprised India, India beats everyone in the round robin, but where it matters most in terms of them lifting the trophy as the host, so they dropped the ball and they were struck by the same Australia, who started badly uh, when they lost two matches. I remember so well. So, But surprisingly, during the, the knockout stages, they come up with the AK. As you know, they are five times champions, and they proved it that they are not by fluke, but by working hard. Yeah, no, uh, most definitely. Let's just wait and see uh, how things are going to go in this particular regard. 126 days to go uh, before uh, then we go into uh, this particular game. So we're looking forward to what uh, that. Uh, but I want us to then, Budiba, move and try to uh, get a sense of how things are faring, where other sporting codes are concerned. But just also remind our listeners at home that we are uh, with Mudiba Peter, our sports commentator, uh, just speaking all things uh, sports. We touched... Uh, bit Mudiba on Dirkers Duplessis. Uh, we know very well that uh, there was that victory and how then that put South Africa on the map in terms of what is happening there uh, at the UFC middleweight champion. Uh, when, when you look at it, this was some sort of a boost for South Africa outside of the noise that came with his sentiments in this particular regard. And last week we were also talking about how then this opens doors for or the country and the the continent in general. I remember last time when we spoke about the OR Tambo, we were not happy. Remember when they welcomed mm. the players mm. back with an empty venue there, but with regards to places, it's fantastic. So I saw the fans still filled up that particular venue uh. so, so much. So they were just, as you know, as I've spoken before, that boxing is a wonderful sport, mm. which is very popular at the uh, province of Eastern Cape. So martial arts and these two, very fantastic because when I looked at that uh, highlight of that match, I realized that the uh, uh, boxing uh, accompanied by kickboxing. So it was just interesting. And look at how, when I checked the, the, the records where he won seven out of seven fights, especially in this wonderful UFC, uh, as it's called, it's called Ultimate Fighting Championship, uh, that took place in Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto. It was just marvel for him to do well. As, as, as we spoke at the side of the show, that he wasn't supposed to bring some of the things that are corrupt within our country, exposing our country in, in the media and those, as we said, that media training is very important. You should have started only with the victory because he is celebrated he is a celebrator, which is supposed to be celebrated by this wonderful witch of his. So he's supposed to stick with a mood of celebration, not to bring negativity into the celebration. So, but then it's good because he also looking forward to fight with uh, boxing fighters who are also champions of the very same UFC, Israel uh, Adesanya. So let's see that he, with the very same uh, Sean statement that he defeated. Uh, it's hard luck to him. He tried his best, although he's won this title before. But uh, with the person he has to push it, he's just put South Africa on the map, and everyone is just happy and excited. Whenever we, we talk this wonderful boxing, they keep mentioning him and how uh, Sean Strickland was, was in bruises. As we always mm. said it before, that uh, boxing is a contact sport. It's all very physical, and so he was in bruises. And uh, yeah, let's see going <laughs> forward. But it's a moral boost for him, and yeah. It was just in that five, because it was first a five-round match when I saw it, because usually at some point boxing is 10 rounds, sometimes 12 mm-hmm. rounds. 
But for him, it's so good. And the next time, he must just make sure that he, he gets a proper media training and then speak to a victory and how uh, the fans are happy in celebrating with him. Most definitely, Dreggerst uh, still knocks Duplessis. Duplessis. So they call him still knocks, maybe because he the knocks game, you yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that also. <laughs> he knocks you out. So, yeah, he is really the first South African as ultimate fighting champion here at home, the UFC belt holder, after beating Sean Strickland by a split decision on Sunday morning to take the middleweight belt from uh, that particular champion. So there's a lot uh, here. Mbudiba saying that he was uh, welcomed resoundingly so. Please, you must also welcome Bafana Bafana the same. I, mm. I, I don't like uh, the selective, you know, way of... Uh, it, banyana, banyana. Let's welcome them the same. And, and, and I, don't, I don't even take... I don't want to take it to the race uh, to say it's a oh, race it thing. It was with the Proteas. Remember, the Proteas came back from that World Cup. There was yeah, no one at the There was no one there. Call Max. There's something that I discussed with Petra on the show. It was with the, the Proteas in that man. World Cup. Hmm, there's a disconnect uh, somewhere, uh, but but it's on us, all right? It's on us as the fans, yeah. as the supporters. Uh, maybe we're becoming selective and we should kill that uh, because uh, sports unites. Uh, and that's how mm-hmm. it, it's supposed to be uh, going forward. So uh, when uh, we move into this space or as we move into all of these uh, sporting codes, we must remember balance, all right? Uh, so yeah, that yeah. we leave no one behind and we don't in any way look like uh, we are favoring one over uh, the other. Let's wear those yeah, regalias. Let's wear the under-19 cricket, uh, you know, mm. s- shirts and and the likes. Let's call it Cricket Thursdays. Let's call it, you know, Bafana Mondays. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> As we are playing, I think, Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, so let's just, you know, come up with something, man. <laughs> uh, that says that there's still that spirit that we saw uh, last year as we were going into that uh, Cricket World Cup. I mean, the spring box when they were uh, giving or uh, making us proud there, proud there on international uh, stages. So, so yeah, uh, there's a lot riding on uh, what we see happen in all of these uh, developments. But Budiba, I want us to move now uh, to the games of netball. Uh, we really saw the Netball Nations Cup. Uh, it kickstarted last week. Uh, the 20th of January was the time, the date, and in terms of what we see replacing uh, the quad series. Uh, let us in mm. on uh, the netball. Nations Cup 2024 we're seeing really that there's a lot riding here teams already preparing themselves I see Uganda I see New Zealand Australia I see England so meaning that when you look at it uh, there is a lot riding where this particular uh, World Cup or the championship is concerned most definitely and I was checking where is South Africa so I was trying to do some more research why is South Africa not part of this wonderful Nepal Nations Cup so nothing mm-hmm. was disclosed. So and the, the Uganda was just the called in replacement to come and replace South Africa. So and in that regard, we, we they are utilizing two venues: the Wembley Arena in London, as well as the other venue, the the first direct arena in Leeds. So there were matches that played last week there on the 20th as well as the 21st, where we saw the very same the champions by themselves, the Australia and the Maplambas country, by the way, the outgoing coach there, as he, she retired the the fresh to New Zealand by mm-hmm. 6350. Yes, and also England played against Uganda, where they won 6256. 
So it's not looking good. I thought they're going to represent Africa well. So on Sunday, we saw uh, the British New Zealand uh, defeated Uganda by 65-60. And uh, England, uh, this time around, they changed the tables. They beat uh, their own defending champions, uh, Australia, by 61-59. So going into this wonderful weekend, we've got the fixtures taking place tomorrow where Australia will host Uganda at 3 o'clock, and then England will host New Zealand at 5 o'clock. And on Sunday, we've got the third and fourth place playoff at 2 o'clock, and then the final will play at the quarter past four. So let's see if Australia will be able to go all the way, or, or, or England, because those are the cream of netball. with New Zealand involved as well. So they're always involved amongst the winners, but it's going to be interesting. So with Uganda, they must pull up their socks and work hard, but I don't think it will be easy for them to beat those uh, stronger side. But this is a team that, if I remember very well, they denied us the position to finish amongst the top four, where they beat us in that uh, 56-place playoff when we did the World Cup last year. So, but then... They have to suffice not looking good for them. They are yet to taste the victory. So hopefully they can do well this tomorrow on Saturday. So it's going to be interesting. So yeah. Yeah, no, we're all looking forward to uh, the games. And Saturday, like you're saying, is uh, the uh, time where we'll see uh, just a lot of activity here. I see there are a lot of teams, uh, Mudiba, that uh, have really more or less come forward to want to play uh, this particular uh, tournament. Uh, netball, it's still that uh, that game, right, that uh, unites. Mm. And I don't know why South Africa was not roped in to play uh, here mm. because it, it really, when you look at it, it becomes a missed opportunity. A mixed opportunity indeed because these are some of the important matches because there's still tournaments going forward. There's still fast five to come uh, a lot. So uh, there's still Telkom Netball League. So players must just raise up their hands and work hard. So, but yeah, it is most definitely a missed opportunity. So I try to find out actually what's the reason beyond them for not coming to the participate in this wonderful Netball Nations Cup. So I couldn't find a valid mm. answer or reason. So it's a missed opportunity indeed. Yeah, you're not alone. I also, you know, preparing for this conversation, I tried uh, to get an understanding of uh, what this tournament was all about and maybe uh, how then we can also, you know, I'm Team South Africa. I'm proudly South African. So (laughs) I always want to uh, see South Africa represented (laughs) somewhere, one way or another, Mm. at some of these uh, stages uh, and platforms. So let's hopefully uh, wait and see. Maybe, uh, you know, as things go on, uh, we'll tend to get a sense of how then things are faring and why then we're not finding ourselves forming part of these particular games. So I want us to then, Budiba, shift our focus, change attack a bit and go to rugby. There was really activity there as well. In the last week, we are talking the Investec Champions Cup results and how then we're also looking at them affecting the pool standings. I want us to look ahead also, Budiba, at the United Rugby Championship, the URC2 fixtures and to really tend to understand and position ourselves in terms of how we can form part of these particular games. Let's talk rugby. Yes, I do have results of the matches that took place in the Tech Champions Cup. It's been in progress and we saw uh, the Connacht there winning 27-10 against the Bristol and the Lasco Warriors winning 29-5 against Toulon. On Saturday, we saw Vodacom Bulls winning 46-40 against the Potiacs there and then the Salah Queens winning 47-19 against the Ulster. 
And then the Lista leading 27-10 against the Lista. I think Jacqueline Abel is doing well in that Lista, which is participating also in the United Rugby Championship. And they're doing well ever so as, as well in the URC at the Rooted Top as well. So I'll come to the pool in, in a short while there. And we saw the racings winning 48-26 against the Cardiff Rugby. And the Munster, they're losing 23-26 marginally against the Northampton Saints. And then there was also started the France that lost 24-20 against the Stormers which is also campaigning in the URC. And the Saracens are also winning 39-24 against the Lyon. So in terms of the standings there, I'll start with the... Because all the teams have played all their round-robbing matches. So what is left... uh, each team was taking every top four, top four teams that finished within the, the pools. They, they are being grouped among the pools, so they will be playing a, a round 16 match. Where in, in pool one we saw Union Bordiax, they finished in number one, Bordiacom Bulls number two, and Lyon number three, and also Saracens number four. Then in pool two we saw Stadio Lose, Harlequins, Bath Rugby, as well as the Racing number two. Racing number two, if you can remember very well, our very own Krypton Siakolis is playing in that team. Then in pool three, we've got the Southampton Saints, the Exeter Chiefs at number two, the Glasgow Warriors at number three, and also Munster at number four. And then the last pool there, we've got the Munster at number one, followed by DHL Thomas, and then there's Munster Tigers. That is La Rochelle, the defending champions, they managed to qualify on the last day because they haven't been doing well. So it is a chance for them to come and do well in the playoffs. So in terms of the last 16 fixtures that have been uh, drawn there, we see Tolos will play Racing 92, then Exeter Chiefs will host Bath, Halequins will host Glasgow Warriors, the Bodiac Beggles will host the Saracens, the Nista will host the Nista Tigers, the Stormers will host the defending champions La Rochelle, and there's also Northampton Saints will host the Munster, and also the Vodacom Bulls will, will, will host, play host to the Lyon. So the matches will play on the 5th, 6th, as well as the 7th of April. So which means next, uh, currently there's only one match taking place from the United uh, Rugby Championship, which is the Vodacom Bulls up against the Lions. The, the game takes start tomorrow at 1 o'clock. So let's see if they will be able to consolidate their position on the lock, because... Yeah, by the looks of things, they are rooted sixth on the lock. Vodacom uh, Bulls having played eight matches. They lost uh, three matches so far on 26 points. So they need to start pulling up their socks and pushing up that particular lock because the majority of teams, they are off action this weekend. So only them playing. So in terms of the pool ones, as I've said before, so let's see if they will be able to do well. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait for April. And also, Mudiba, then when you look at it, the Investec Champions Cup, I mean, when you look at the last 16, what can you say one is to read into the formation or the makeup of these teams? I mean, you gave us the pools and what we can expect, but then when you look at it, who is one to look out for where these games are concerned? The first one is the Linster from the RU Championship for me. The second one, I'll go with La Rochelle. They are the defending champions. I think the, the, some of the teams will, they will want to do, to do well because the knockout stage is a different match game with, compared to the, the pool stages. So, but Minster for me, they've done well ever since we appointed the Japanese uh, from our own departure to come and assist the site. They've been doing well. They're also rooted first in the United Rugby Championship uh, on, on 34 points. So, it looks good for them. So, I think they're a team to beat this season. So, with Munster, I don't know because in that the United Rugby Championship, they're defeating champions but here they were not doing well so hopefully i think this last 16 knockout stages will give them the confidence come april
Yeah, no, most definitely. Let's look forward to uh, that and see how then things uh, would fare in this particular regard. Mudiba, we're out of time. I'm looking at the time and I'm looking at uh, just uh, this uh, tennis, the quarterfinals and the semifinals results uh, in terms of what came out of those crowned championship in the Australian Open. Mudiba, I want us to just touch on them a bit. Uh, we saw US star really just crashing here uh, by defending uh, the champ. The Chinese also the fairy tale reaching new heights uh, here. Where that Australia Open rap is concerned, let's talk Australian Open, Budiba, with this little time that we have left. That is left. I'll try to be quicker. So there were matches that played in the semifinals. Coco Golf there, she lost against the very same defending champion Arina Sabalenka there on seven six uh, and six four on two sets there. So it was not looking good. I was thinking she was going to go all the way to the final. So Arina Sabalenka is credit to her as she's currently second on the rankings. And then we saw Shen Quinen there uh, managed to defeat Diana Ramstrakska there on two sets as well as six four six four. So from the main side, there will be if I can give only the semi-final success of the matches that are taking place today. We've got the Daniel Medvedev there up against Alexandra Zverev and also our very own Novak Djokovic up against Yannick Senna the match are taking place today. So hopefully on Sunday it will be the final. So question is Will Novak Djokovic defend this title? We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be interesting because I was anticipating Carlos Alcaraz to come and play in this wonderful Australian Open mm-hmm. party. She was, he was shocked uh, in the quarterfinals. So unexpectedly so for me. So I never saw it coming. I thought he was going to redeem himself when he lost against Alexandra Zverev 6-1, 6-1, 6-7, and 6-4, so he lost on four sets. It was, it was really looking good for him. So, But uh, all in all, let's see. Hopefully, it can be Novak Djokovic versus Natalie uh, Medvedev. So it's going to be a, a war of a match, but I'm still mm-hmm. thinking that uh, Novak Djokovic will come up to, uh, victorious because he just knows how to play. I think it's also an opportunity to stretch mm-hmm. the, the, the grand slams with regard to the fact that, you remember, Rafael Nadal, we couldn't participate in this wonderful uh, Australian Open because of the hip injury. So it's a missed opportunity for him as well, once again. Mm-hmm. He's an injury prone. I think we spoke about it last week, yeah. as they are almost the same key age with Novak Djokovic. So but all in all, it's good luck to the tennis players. When I come back next week, I'll definitely bring the results. Yeah, injuries plus age, that is a recipe <laughs> for disaster. So it tends to see one compromised as they go into uh, the games. So, Mudiba, thank you very much, man, for always giving us your time and ensuring that uh, we are clued up about how uh, things are faring or what is happening uh, within uh, the sporting uh, you know, games, uh, the sporting codes, various of those uh, that we touched on. I'm uh, calling and urging everyone uh, that as you go into the weekend, when you go to church on Sunday, let's pray for Bafana Bafana. Uh, so that they do us proud on Tuesday, and so it's going to be a big one. And let's fast, you know. Let's let's pray. Are passing, you know. Are passing. Yeah, remember that caller? Remember that caller? You are so funny. I was like, hey, you are telling us not to eat. It was George. <laughs> George, George was like, George, hey, that's why I was funny. I couldn't stop laughing. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Listening to the podcast. So we're not going to eat for Bafana Bafana. But. But I encourage everyone to please let's rally behind uh, the boys. Support goes a long way, all right? And yeah. let's let's wear. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it Bafana Tuesday. Let's wear our uh, sporting mm-hmm. clothes, regalia, and everything else uh, sure. that would say to us that we are with them in spirit and in truth, uh, though they are far away. Uh, you know, it really mm. is. Uh, it goes a long way. I know we have Mama Joy there representing us, but it's just not and the same. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so it's just not. 
not the same. I want us to pray and really, really ensure that we give them the boost because it goes a long way. Bafana Bafana have been categorized and pushed into that corner as those mm. that underperform. But through support and us rallying behind them, it can really help them to perform well where this particular World Cup is concerned. Mudiba, enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. Thank you very much for giving us your time. Much appreciated. That's a good morning. We enjoyed sport. We gave everything for the fans to look forward to their sport for choice. Yeah, I'm happy. And that was brought to you by a very old sports analyst, Mudiwa Johannes Peter. And it's a very good morning to you, Katlava. The team that will feature the national just talk more next weekend. Of course, man. Our very own sports analyst. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.